You're listening to Canvas by Fraser Pearson. Excerpt A Guide to Canvas by Grand Archivist Arcturus. I began with a spark, like many tales often do, a world ablaze with a seeming hatred, passed through each generation, and a single cry extinguished before its time. That was the end of humanity's reign upon a planet that they had taken for granted, as their emerald fields and sapphire seas decayed into ghastly shades of grey. Of course, while nobody quite remembers the ultimate cause of the planet's demise, it was an inevitable fate, solidified by consecutive wars, rapid climate change, amongst several underlying issues. The final days of Earth were not like it had been portrayed in previous years. No dramatic explosions, with a barrel-chested hero racing towards a shiny red button. No evil mastermind twirling his impeccable moustache. Nothing more than a soft whimper, and life as we knew it vanished. There was nothing left of our achievements. No trinkets in the sand to be found to remind us of what once was. However, even in the face of complete annihilation, humanity preserved in an otherwise hopeless situation. In order to prevent their bitter extinction, a life support system, known as the Lazarus Labyrinth, was created by the finest minds that had not yet perished. While this technological marvel could sustain life for centuries, it came at one terrible price. Man's freedom. As long as the occupant was sealed within the confines of each pod, their body was forced to shut down into a comatose state. In order to compensate for this, all capsules allowed the consciousness of each individual to be uploaded into what is now referred to as Canvas. A vast, virtual reality world. Within its realms, no harm can be cast upon the citizens who live within the walls of structures known as Cranium Citadels, which stand as a testament to the best of humanity. Over time, they began to learn more about the possibilities Canvas possessed, based on one thing and one thing alone, faith. As a society, they were led to believe that humanity's principles have always been based around faith, whether it is the belief of a higher power or the conviction in their own potential. Within the Citadel, they could escape into their own worlds, unhindered by the limitations reality had imposed previously. The ivory walls of the Citadel stood proudly against the fierce winds beyond which, like blades wielded with precision, had hacked away at an otherwise perfect architecture. Despite the concerns shared amongst the citizens on a daily basis, life carried on as usual. For example, the market district is often packed with the same familiar faces, each one hungrily scanning the stalls with their bulging eyes. Every place is significantly diverse in their offerings, emitting exotic aromas of ecstasy, tantalising tastes of forbidden temptations, and other senses forged by the skilled hands of sharp minds. Those who had become so detached from their former lives are most likely seen here, curiously sampling these senses like a fine wine in order to stimulate feelings and emotions of a time gone by. Who cares if it costs a memory or two? Well, certainly not the borderline brain-dead decadence of that area, that's for sure. As a result of this, 
the market district and all residents associated within it are isolated to the outer walls, sticking out to the otherwise flawless citadel like a collection of limestone leeches. These distinctions were punctuated by three crimson bridges which snake out of the market district like veins, linking them to the other districts with as much diversity as the next. Each settlement within the walls of the Cranium Citadel is constructed through a number of perceptions academics of canvas often recite to the naive and curious. You'll often find like-minded people gather amongst one another. Interpretations of the ideal settlement will often range from luscious green fields, as vibrant as the crystal clear rivers that weave between them, to those who may toss aside nature in favour of cobbled streets. However, these pale in comparison to a significant metal structure held high by its mighty spires and beautiful bastions nervously protruding from its shell. The last line of defence, the Cranium Citadel. Citizens often gathered below to marvel at what many consider to be the greatest architectural accomplishment of canvas. And of course, why shouldn't they? Only a select few are granted the honour of entering such a prestigious building where the heart of the entire land beats in rhythm with its citizens. I hear the floors are made of marble and the walls are encrusted with diamonds, some individuals exclaim excitedly, while others would comment on the vast amount of imaginary treasures stored within. In reality, the interior is an anticlimactic compilation of white, sterile walls that allow its occupants to access a wealth of information, safeguarded by those who had attained the title of Grand Archivist. Despite their noble efforts, many belittle them for trying to preserve a scarcity of human history, salvaged from the mind of scholars. After all, who cared about such trivial knowledge when many would rather forget a short and brutish past? Besides, the Grand Archivists rarely ventured outside of their living quarters, let alone interacted with the people. This has been linked to one of the leading causes in damaging their already less than stellar reputation. Much like the memories used for currency, respect is a rare resource, reserved for only the brave and the courageous, who venture out with the confines of the citadel walls. This can be attributed to the adventurers who lure the attention of every citizen with their exotic senses, obtained from other settlements. Wide-eyed and curious, their audience gather round and watch their every move, while the travellers' chests are proudly puffed behind the ludicrously coloured attire. Tell us more about the scarlet seas of the southern citadel, one citizen would beg in an uncontrollable ecstasy of excitement much to the amusement of their hosts. Or the ebony skies of Terra One! With a bemused smirk, and their hands thrust nonchalantly into their pockets, the common adventurer toys with their audience like a viper, waiting for just the right moment to strike, with exaggerated tales of glory and valour. Now, we aren't one to brags about the perils we face getting here, they would often say with such conviction, a lie matured over a long time. But the beast must have been at least seven, no, eight feet tall, with eyes as dark as night and talons as sharp as our blades. While it did not help that the rustic blades were as dull as the crowd, they had become too engrossed in the fabrication laid before them to even notice. 
Adventurers had become the new form of entertainment to distract individuals from the repetitive nature that life in canvas had offered them. At least they could remain within the comfort of the walls as their everyday problems were eased by exotic tales of adventure. It may not be the most glamorous of occupations, but it was a source of hope, a sign that one day mankind could safely tread upon the land outside the walls without fear. Until then, it was only the brave and foolish who ventured forth into the unknown. By the looks of the recent band of adventurers entering nowadays, bravery has taken a long overdue holiday. Yes, today is just like any other day in canvas. The searing heat of the artificial sun lashes down upon its citizens who go about their everyday business unaware of the horrors that lurk only a few miles beyond the comfort of their own homes. Those who volunteer as guardians, a select group tasked with policing and maintaining order, have slouched into slothful complacency with very little for them to do other than break up the minor squabbles down at the market district. Indeed, the golden age of canvas has lasted for what seems like an eternity, but one must ask, for how long?